All right, we're back again, the Sage Advice Podcast on a Wednesday in a January, and I can imagine all of you are really excited that it's almost the end of January, so you can stop hearing about everybody's New Year's resolutions, and uh, the three-day weekends are over, so you just have me to look forward to talking about shit I probably don't even know what I'm talking about, but you still like me anyways, and I appreciate that so much. And I couldn't leave last episode alone. I was like, you know what? Aria was so good and I learned so much about K-pop. I feel like I need to do more because I only touched a little bit on YouTube. And uh, and I really, really need to address my issues with YouTube and my love for YouTube. So I brought in some more guests to join me about YouTube. And would you like to do your introduction? Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm Aria. And we are Hello Casanova. So yeah, like I told you, uh, the New Year's is over, so let's go back into talking about real shit, like what to watch on YouTube. It's a new year, so I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of new great stuff on YouTube. So, so far as a whole, what do you usually watch on YouTube besides uh, things about Korean pop music? Oh, man. Um, A lot of cat compilations. (laughs) Cats being scared by cucumbers. Cats and cucumbers, that's one of my favorites. Um, a lot of people getting angry compilations. Just, uh, we watch a lot of compilations. Yeah. Um, I watch a lot of gamers. We like scary stuff, too. Yeah. We watch a lot of, uh, like, five-minute horror movies. Yeah, short short film horror movies. Yeah. Those we, are pretty fun. Yeah, we watch, I don't know, I like to watch a few. There's a few beauty um, YouTubers that I really like. Uh, Jeffree Star? <laughs> like, she laughed! Why are you laughing? I'm okay without Jeff. I mean, I, I'm okay without Jeffree Star. I don't have an opinion, but I don't watch him, her, him. him? I, I don't know what pronouns Jeffree uses, because I don't keep up with Jeffree Star, but I'm glad all of you laughed. Uh, <laughs> please let me know in the comments below on stage today for Facebook what pronouns to use with Jeffrey Star, and also your thoughts on on uh, Jeffrey, because <laughs> I have a feeling they're really interesting. <laughs> I did watch one Jeffrey Star video recently, and it was with Adore Delano, and that was really good. Uh, I would suggest you check that one out, mostly because I want Adore on the podcast, not so much Jeffrey. I don't know what I talk about. We, him and I don't have a lot in common, uh, <laughs> as you can tell. Would you ever have Jeffree Star, if Jeffree Star was like, hey, um, let's do makeup together like one of your favorite Korean pop princesses, would you like do it? Actually, like, low-key, I would totally be down for that. I'm not, okay, I'm not a huge fan of Jeffree Star just because I can't, like, grasp his concept, his, her, like, their concept. I can't grasp Jeffree Star's concept. But, like, if Jeffree Star came to me and was like, let me do your makeup while we talk about K-pop, I'd be like, I am down. Because you do makeup so much better than I do. Yeah, like when you, yeah, when you put it that way, I don't I don't know very much about Jeffree Star, but I do know his eyebrows are on point. Right? Oh my Unlike God. mine. So, I, yeah, I think, you know, Jeffree Star, if you hear this, Hello Casanova would be down to have you do our makeup while we talk about K-pop. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I okay, so I, to tell you what I watch, I don't like want to reveal what I watch on YouTube because it's like kind of weird and like, I don't, 
Like, I just feel so uncomfortable, like, revealing this. But it's like, occasional, like, a BuzzFeed video. I know everybody hates BuzzFeed. Everybody fucking hates Bu- Why do people hate BuzzFeed so much? Well, BuzzFeed used to be, like, pretty good when they, like, put out relatable videos. Yeah, and then, like, over time, and I've actually seen videos where, like, former BuzzFeed employees have talked about, like, BuzzFeed got to this point where they cared more about quantity than quality, and that's about the time that I stopped watching it because they were just putting out literally anything. And unfortunately, like, that's what gets the views, and that's that's also why people hate them. Yeah. I relate a lot to BuzzFeed, for those of you who can't tell. For those of you wondering uh, where I get my ideas, that's BuzzFeed. Just make as many videos as you can about random shit and see where it goes. And BuzzFeed gets it, and that's my motto as well. Which is also why I watch them, because, like, they do it on, like, random things. High quality. Like, it's high quality, too, so I like it. And that's why I keep watching it. I'm like, let's see what random shit they could come up with, and somehow people like this. And goals um so yeah i do watch a few buzzfeeds my favorite ones are when they do something different like uh they did a workout in prison and that was really good or like crossfit ufc fighting that was interesting i didn't learn anything <laughs> yeah, i really like watching the try guys videos yeah yes there's more of a comedy effect to it and it, it, i think that's you know, what makes BuzzFeed videos so interesting is the humor that they put into it. Which is very little, but it's pretty funny. For Like, at the same time, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, um, there is an ex- uh, YouTube channel called WoW Presents. So all of the drag queens you liked on RuPaul's Drag Race are on that YouTube channel. And I watch almost everything on that channel, and it's really good i learned so much about makeup uh i learned a lot about fashion and i don't apply any of it to my life i just learn about it and so i look trendy so (laughs) there's that if you're looking for trends (laughs) it's true though i talked about this before on the podcast it's like joan rivers was interviewing rupaul and she was like what do you what is your advice to young girls like trying to figure out trends and fashion and makeup he's like oh just look at drag queens because they have to look like women and be on trends for women and so i just went with i was like that's interesting follow that or in uh all magazines so see i'm i'm following the wrong people now thank you now i know where to look sage advice once again on this so there you go (laughs) but like it's exaggerated. You don't have to exaggerate your look like drag queens do, but it still looks really good. And I, yeah. RuPaul, I want you on the podcast because you are my queen and I learned so much from you. You're like my TV mom slash dad. <laughs> and I like Miranda Sings. I'm going to let that sit yeah. there. I'm going to let that sit there for you to look her up. I want you to look her up during this episode all of you because it's beautiful it's magical and it's definitely like Wee herman-esque and i love it because i loved Wee herman do you <laughs> guy do you like ever watched randa sings or seen her yes i've i've seen a lot of her videos <laughs> she's very she's she's kind of ridiculous but it's so enjoyable to watch her she's I... such a troll 
<laughs> I love it. I think I've only stumbled across her videos like a couple of times. Like I've never actually gone. Actually, it was actually just recently that I found out that her name was not actually Miranda. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> we're bumping. Uh, well. She also has a show on Netflix now, but you have yeah. to get the humor. You have to get the humor of it. Like, it's such a transition from, like, uh, YouTube to Netflix. Like, dramatic. It was very dramatic. And uh, if you've seen The Office, uh, it's kind of, like, British humor, too. Like, you could tell it's very dry, very subtle. And I don't know. Like, don't watch the Netflix series yet. Watch her, and then you'll, like, the sh- you'll appreciate the series more. Yeah, I get a little bit background information. Get a lot of background information because it's so different. It's not like regular humor. And I was like, I like watched the first five episodes and I was like, "Ah, I don't know if I can continue on watching it. I'll just watch (laughs) the YouTube videos. But no, hey, uh, Miranda Sings, I'd love to have you on to tell you so you can tell me that um, you're better than me because you are. You have the Netflix series. I don't. Right? And she, yeah, I wish I had Netflix. Yeah, essentially, she has goals. I mean, <laughs> she has goals. But what about the daddy of YouTube, Shane Dawson? Oh my goodness. Uh, I I don't know if I have any positive things to say about him. What? What? You're a hater of Shane Dawson? Why? I'm what? not a hater. I just don't have an opinion on him because I used to watch his videos religiously. You know, when I when when I was a lot less mature, and for me, his humor and his personality just doesn't suit me very well. I guess. So I I just I don't know I I don't know what he's up to. I haven't seen his videos in such a long time. I actually <laughs> see. I actually quite like him. Oh, really? Yeah, and I have for, like, a really long time now. So, I don't know. Like, I, his humor plays right into the stuff of my life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I remember in, like, middle school watching him, and I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. And then, like, what? Yeah, like, the same thing happened to me. I was like, this humor is, like, ridiculous. Like, I became a Tumblr user. I was like, this is offensive and wrong. like this isn't appropriate like i became totally like pc like it was weird but then i remember like he was on miranda singh's video oddly enough and i was like oh well he really evolved into uh like the uncensored buzzfeed videos which is why he why he hates buzzfeed because buzzfeed jocks shane dawson for those of you who like buzzfeed shane dawson does the original setups that buzzfeed steals so there you go Inspired. Yeah, and he's more politically correct now because he's aware of Tumblr users, so it's a little less offensive. <laughs> but believe me, it is kind of like annoying. He is kind of annoying though. Like in the same, like you can only watch. Like I'll go on a binge and then I won't even watch him. Same thing with Grace Helbig. I'm like, uh, kind of like there's not too much to it. See, I really like I really like Grace Helbig. I mean, her videos for me are more almost therapeutic where there isn't too much all of these so i guess the ones i've watched there isn't too much to them but i really like the sound of her voice and she just seems so chill like so i don't know i kind of i dig her she's also really pretty i don't really watch her either (laughs) we're just gonna go down the 
list of all the ones that she doesn't watch, I watch. And yeah. <laughs> well, Hellbig is like, Hellbig is, is like, I subscribe to her, but I can only, like, I go in spurts of listening to her, but I do like the Holy Trinity, like, no hate. Like, I think the Holy Trinity is the shit. The best. Uh-huh. Love the Holy Trinity. Uh, and I, like, Camp Dakota, can't go wrong there. Her movies are always really good as well. So... There's that. Those are some suggestions and also what we watch on YouTube. But now we're going to get into the core of YouTube and we're going to really start reviewing because all we did was suggest, like, just talk about where we're at in the YouTube realm. So um, to talk more, I want to go into a few quick fire shot questions. Your thoughts on fetish videos that include zip popping, whispering, eating, Trisha Paitas, eating, in fucking YouTube videos and moaning while you do it, Trisha. I don't know how I feel about that. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> Rachel mentioned bondage in the rehearsal and it freaked me the fuck out. I was like, what the hell? Why is that even like, I like that wasn't even, oh, and back popping. That like literally like people watch YouTube videos where they just pop their backs. Now, thoughts on fetish videos real quick. Would you ever do one? Uh, it, it, it just, it depends on the fetish. Um, for me, there is a line, like, nothing too weird, um, or at least nothing that I would consider weird, because I, my fetishes are very low-key, or they're not very, not very weird, I guess. I do have this weird thing about knees, though, but there's, like, a line. <laughs> as far as, like, actually, you mentioned the eating ones. Um, I really like the eating videos. I would do an eating video. Yeah. With my clothes on. We are big into, like, the Korean culture because a lot of our channel has to do with that. Um, That actually, as far as, like, Korea goes, that's not a fetish at all. And in Korea, it's called a mukbang. And basically, like, you just sit there and watch, like, you know, people eat tons and tons of food and they just, like, (laughs) chat and talk and, like... Koreans, like, make a lot of sounds when they eat. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, no. <laughs> Shout out to Jin. See, Jin. Like, if you ever want to get into eating videos, you should watch Eat Jin. But they're fun. And the food, like, I like I watch some of those videos sometimes. And, like, I just sit there like, that food looks so good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, like, I would do an eating video, but I would, like, never, uh, like watch it because i hate the noise of eating it just so disgusting <laughs> i hate it and every time i watch trisha paites i'm like no stop doing that it's so weird stop like making the eating noise it's so weird but i like that she like the conversational piece of like how intimate it is and like the realness i appreciate that and that in fun fact the the eating videos, the mukbang videos are actually what inspired the Fat Kid episode in November that came out with Crystal. That's what inspired it. I was like, wait, because Trisha Paitas is like, like, she would get four burgers. Okay, so she got four burgers with nothing on them. And she's like, oh, I don't think I could, like, eat all of this. And I was, like, sitting there and I was like, what do you mean you can't eat, like, four burgers and, like, a small fry? And by the way, the burgers had nothing on them. And then that's how it happened. I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about being a fat kid so then people will understand. Like, don't let Trisha Paites or whoever's making eating videos make you feel bad that you could eat everything there and, like, want to eat again. Like, 
mukbangs don't even talk about the real like they're on a real level but like not the realness level of like how much you can eat <laughs> like real shit like i could probably eat a whole buffet and i'm like okay well let's get a dessert but like i could do it again <laughs> yeah yeah I- but i'm a vegan now it's different so that it's different now but i still needed to get that off my chest of like don't let those people feel make you feel bad because you can eat a lot okay <laughs> And Freely the Banana Girl, I want to see you do mukbang because that would be so interesting. <laughs> do, do you know who Freely the Banana Girl is? Is she, like, the one who, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but is she the one who, like, put out, like, this video or something, like, on, like, this banana diet where all she ate was, like, bananas or something like that? Something like that. I, like, never really watched her videos. I just know, like, she's, like, a vegan. She's, like, the most well-known vegan on YouTube. And she like she like bashes other YouTubers about their meat eating on their videos. I think wow. I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she once put out a video like about like a banana diet, essentially. Yeah, something. I, watching, yeah. I didn't watch her video, but I watched someone else talking about her video. It was like she's crazy. Yeah, she. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Why are you reviewing YouTubers eating meat? Like that's it's different. I don't know. Sometimes, like, my vegan sisters and brothers, like, chill. You don't need to do a whole YouTube channel <laughs> dedicated to other YouTubers eating meat and then bashing them. Chill. But back to uh, talking about the rapid-fire questions that are not turning into rapid-fire because there's so much going on on YouTube. So we talked food, and now we talked fetish videos, we talked BuzzFeed. What we haven't touched on, and what I mentioned before, is a world star... Tell me about Worldstar, and do you hate it? Do you like it? Is it your guilty pleasure? I would say it's definitely, for me, a guilty pleasure. Like, I want, I, I would love to just be, like, caught in the background. <laughs> I don't know how they, like, always have their phone up at the right time, too, but I want to be that guy who's just like, Worldstar! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it's, I won't, I won't search for it, but if Rachel's playing it on her TV, like, I'm not going to walk out of the room. I'm going to, you know, watch it, and I'm going to laugh my ass off because it's kind of ridiculous. But that's why I watch them. Like, I, I, like I, when I sit there and watch them, like, my thought process is, like, wow, why are these people doing this? And I'm like, wow, these people are really dumbasses. Like, what is going on here? And people in urban communities, uh, thank you. And violence is not the answer, but thank you for holding it uh, the long way so we could get great shots. And also, World Star, love you. You're the best. Thank you for making all awkward encounters with people you barely met and are sitting on your couch interesting because you just turn on a World Star video and somehow breaks the ice. It breaks the ice. Thank you, World Star. Now, um, let's transition into why we're all here. It's to talk about doing YouTube. We talked about watching YouTube. Let's talk about actually doing YouTube. How, why, what made you say, I want people, <laughs> I want people to see me and hear me and criticize everything I do. But in a way, still have a, but still have a good time. But still have a good time. Um, I think it just kind of, depends for us um rachel and i really were really interested in different cultures and especially the asian culture so we kind of just decided like 
we should start a YouTube channel because there's all these YouTubers who are like meeting K-pop idols and um, you know having great interaction going to these countries and learning more about this culture. And we decided, you know, they could do it. Why can't we? Um, at the same time, though, like it, it extended further than that because we didn't want to be just like your regular YouTubers. We wanted to make a name for ourselves and become like, our, ultimately in the future, we would like to become a media production. Yeah. And that's why we, even though right now we're kind of like in this like rut where we have more ideas than we have time to put out. Um, at some point we hope to change that because we want to be seen as entertainers, um, as media. Yeah. A, a, like a different form of media, not just a regular person. Yeah. Not just reactors. Yes. And like, we've always been interested in like acting and, you know, dancing for her acting for me even acting for her too Mm -hmm. so like making the transition from like taking those passions and then just doing it ourselves in the way instead of waiting for someone else to like help us out we're just like why not yeah (laughs) and like it does come with a lot of (sighs) feedback (laughs) 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 but we went into this like you know we're going to get the nasty people. We're going to get people who hate us and, like, probably want us dead. Um, and we went into it with a mindset of, like, this is just how it is because you can't be in the media without it. Yeah, and we just – a part of it is we don't really care about the negative things. It's, it's a growing process, and we're not going to know what to do right away, right off the bat. So, I mean, sure, our first couple of videos really sucked. But I want to say it's improved a lot from, like, our <laughs> first videos to now. And even as we keep going, um, and hopefully keep growing, we'll we'll get better. And eventually, you know, our dreams could become a reality, in a sense. You have to make some fetish videos, though, so. Yeah, that's where it is, Rachel. We're gonna, <laughs> after this, we're going to go film some fetish videos. I brought my bondage tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's true. Like, I first started with doing YouTube in high school. I was, like, doing it for a multimedia class. But it's true. It's, like, I wasn't expecting – like, I knew I had – I was, like, this is what I'm good at. I was, like, talking and interviewing people and, like, being a personality. Like, I can't, like, hang up a picture or, like, clean, but I can be a personality. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like that was the weird thing is like like when I did the when I asked the question opening yourself up to criticism but also opening yourself up to a whole new like world because in a way you meet a lot of different people you learn a lot and you get cultured quick because you have to quickly know everything and you have to keep up with the trends and you have to learn how to manage your page and manage and getting yourself out there you learn everything you need to know about communications and public relations fast because you have to be quick on the trends like you said in the last episode you have to be very quick with the trends or else you're going to lose all of your views yeah yeah and yeah that that's definitely the hardest part and that's why i like stopped doing youtube i was like oh my god i have to be so quick so fast but also be myself which is where a lot of that like the youtube's youtubers we were talking about 
and also the ones we were talking shit about, that's our issue is like, you have to be yourself, but you also have to be with the trends and finding the common ground and finding yourself is like the hardest part of anything really in entertainment. Is. Like, do you like how many videos do you think it took to figure out the common ground of like being trendy, but also being yourself? Well, how many videos do we have out? <laughs> I mean, even even still, we're we have a good idea of it, but uh, it's fine tuning it. I think is is still a process because even even with the like reactions we're putting out, it could be cool to do something this way, but it could shift over and. We can get an idea of the first concept, but, you know, as YouTube trends change, it's relearning it all over again and finding something that the the viewers are still interested in while still being essentially us. Yeah, it's, it's just... really difficult. It's, yeah. it's a lot harder than a lot of people yeah. like to give you credit for. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would, like... That's why I switched out. I was like, no, this is like way too hard. I don't, I can't like look good, be trendy and also come up with being who I am. It's like, it takes too long. It's too much. And I always applaud people who are like, I'm going to make YouTube videos. I'm like, shit. Okay. All right. Good luck. I will support you. In fact, I'll have you on the podcast to talk about how it's going. It is insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's like up there. Like everybody's like, oh, Sage, you're doing stand-up comedy. It must be so hard. I'm like, no, no, no. YouTube is hard. <laughs> At least with like stand-up, you just don't steal people's jokes and you make sure you remember them and try to carry the laugh. That's it. To me, that's it. Some people say it's harder than that. But like a lot of it is like, getting into open mics and getting to know people. YouTube, it's like a whole other thing. It's a lot more than just going in there and meeting people. It's like, okay, like the whole process they just explained. Now, um, how is it finding guests? Because finding guests on the podcast is fucking awful. It is the worst thing ever. Nobody respects you and like really respects your time. I have to applaud Aria and Rachel for respecting my time. And understanding time sensitivity. So I'd imagine you also understand the issues you have with booking people into your channel. How difficult is it to get guests on? Um, Do you go for guests? We, we have. Yeah, yeah, but, yes and no. Uh, we have worked with other people and we have like tried tried to work with other people. But with so many like scheduling conflicts and whatnot... Like, sometimes it is so, so hard. And, yeah. like, <laughs> our schedules don't work out, and their schedules don't work out. Like, we have this interview that, like, we planned for, like, since, like, June. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, like, we still have yet to be able, like, we, we had multiple meetings. We talked to him and everything. But, like, we could not, like, find a good time for everyone to, like, go and record. Yeah, and the problem with that is it was... You know, we were we were ready essentially anytime. We can make it work in our schedule. We were just waiting for them to just be like, you know what, just come we'll do it. Give us a date. They never gave us a date, even after we've asked multiple times. Um and it's kind of with the having guests um with bands and having guests, you know, for for a um, product interview, we had a better success with the 
group with a band that we interviewed. So, I mean, <laughs> but the problem arises that, like, we have to, like, get lucky and, like, a, a decent band has to, like, come in our, you know, Smaria. circle. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, like, with our normal jobs and stuff like that, it's really hard to be like, oh, you're going to be in L.A., well, that's cool. I guess we can't we can't do that interview then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I have work promptly an hour after that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, it's like that's why a lot of like I tell you guys and the viewers is like everything is done over Google Hangout because it's so much easier. All you have to do is like okay, download the app and be ready by this time. So much easier, but somehow you always find a few guests. That can't just lock down the date. All you have to do, just lock down the date and be ready to go. And I want anybody who's interested in being on the podcast, I need you to hear this. Please respect the time and respect Hello Casanova's time as well. (laughs) (laughs) Because as we stated, we want to essentially be, this is our job. So stop ruining it for us and wasting our time. Please. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if we weren't like here with you right now, we'd actually be filming right now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, check out Hello Casanova because it's going to be great. They're they're doing great things from what we've learned from behind the scenes. Doing great yeah. shit, and you guys need to support them. Okay, they're doing really great shit. In fact, they took time out of their schedule to do this interview, you guys. So be kind and like them <laughs> and subscribe so they get that cool, like, gold plaque uh, YouTube yes, play. Yes, subscribe! <laughs> <laughs> Almost to 500! All you have to do is, like, subscribe. Like, don't e- like I subscribe to YouTubers and I don't even watch their videos. See? That's what I do. There's, like... I'm subscribed to so many YouTubers. I'm subscribed to like my friend's YouTube channel. I don't watch it, but like I'm there and I'm supporting it low key. There you go. See, that's all you have to do. And like with my podcast, just hit share. You don't have to listen to me. Just hit share. So I could get more views and sponsors will be like, wow, shit. People really like her. Damn. Exactly. Who would have known? But. Yeah, let's talk about your whole pre-production process. How stressful is your pre-production process? Is it as stressful as mine? Probably. Probably, yeah. Uh, there's so, oh my god. What is the first thing you do to start, uh, to get an idea? To get an idea. Like with the editing or like with just the whole like... Writing. I want to talk about writing because that's the biggest part. Editing is a whole separate issue. That's post-production. Like with writing is like the hardest part for me. I could do editing, but writing is like so annoying because I have to find... So this is what I'll... To give you an idea is like writing for me is like, okay, I watch something on Netflix. I'll watch something on Hulu and I'll watch the news and look on social media of like, okay, what is trending and what are people liking right now? Then I'm like... I think about it and I'm like, how ridiculous is this? And like, how many people will actually get humor out of this episode <laughs> if I do it? Like, if I choose it. So that's what I do. And then, like, I do shows, episodes exclusively on just shows I've watched. Mm-hmm. And then I bring a friend in that suggested the show. And that's it. And I find people like, uh, like Hello Cousin Neville. That's what I was like, oh, they have a channel, I want to promote them because it sounds really cool and it's unique. It's unique because it's about music. 
and specifically about a certain music that a lot of Americans are, don't really uh, know about yet. They just have an idea of it. So it's just finding the uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah, like how do you find it? How do you find like, okay, this is interesting and I need to make it my own and talk about my reviews. Like how hard is it for you? Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> there is so much thinking that goes into it beforehand and like they're so especially k-pop fans (laughs) uh they can be really okay trigger warning on every video yes like it is so hard and we have to think like if there's something we really really want to cover we have to think long, and I mean like long and hard about it, and be like, "How can we present this in a way that like we don't get anthrax in the mail?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably like the worst thing about it is that like every time you speak, especially like about a group, you have to be so so careful because like. It could go, like, the simple one little joke. It could be, like, nothing. You could make a joke about a, about a jacket. And, like, it could go over really well, and people would be like, hey, yeah, like, that jacket was pretty dumb. Or you could get people who are like, you can't afford that jacket, so you better stop talking crap. And we're like, damn, well, we don't want that jacket, though. <laughs> yeah. K-pop, especially K-pop is very sensitive. Um, I don't know why. I'm not, we're not one of the K-pop fans that's sensitive. I mean, I think maybe because of how much, you know, off, off the record shit talking we do. Um, that we're pretty, pretty laid back in like jokes and stuff. It's, you know, just when stuff gets harmful that we're kind of just like, whoa. Yeah. Um, but like planning and writing it out, it's, it's almost tedious because there have been a lot of times with me that. I wanted to make a joke or I said something and then like back in editing we're like oh you know what Arya might not want to keep that in yeah that's happened so many times that we're just like that was so funny but people are probably going to show up at our door yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and like K-pop trends they're always changing oh my god especially with each group and like each comeback it's you know you'll have five or six different groups are like cool now but three months from now or like even a month from now it'd be a whole new set of groups a whole new set of trends and you're just like fuck we missed our window we gotta get it next time yeah and there there are things that like we've wanted to cover but like the drama will blow up like on the internet and like especially on tumblr because people some people who don't know how to translate like just take things and like blow it out of proportion and like it's happened so many times we're like, okay, we're going to make a video on this. And like, we start planning it. And then like a couple hours later, it's like died down and it's gone. And we're like, well, fuck another one in the trash. Yeah. Let's, you know, ripping up our papers. I guess we can't do that because it's old news now. Yeah. Especially since Rachel and I don't live together yet. So when something like that happens, you know, we'll be messaging each other like, holy shit, when can he get to my house today so we can film? And then, you know, when I get here, it's like old news. Yeah. So That sounds exhausting. It is. <laughs> I'm glad someone recognizes that. 
No, I know it's exhausting because I had a dry spell for like a week of like ideas I had. I didn't even know what to do. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's the scariest thing ever. Did you like, have you ever had an issue where you're just like, oh, shit, I don't even know what to write. I don't even know where to even start. I don't even like what is cool anymore. What is even relevant? What haven't I done yet? Do you ever have that issue? It literally happens all the time. Yeah, it's a forever happening thing. I mean, in the end, it all works out. But, you know, we we get that few hours of what the fuck are we going to do this week? <laughs> yeah. And, like, so, like, we'll have so many ideas. And then we're just like, how can we carry them out, like, in a way that's suitable? And then we're just like, well, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> And then you just kind of come to, like, this standstill where you're just like, well, that was, like, a good idea while it lasted, but that was very poorly thought out. (laughs) There's a lot of sensitivity on a lot of shit you talk about. A lot of it. Like, there is no such thing as a safe zone. Although podcasts kind of have that safe zone a little bit. Millennials, uh, like, when millennials come out with podcasts... Uh, we get a lot of shit. A lot of millennials get a lot of shit talking on podcasts because it, podcasts are mostly for older listeners that don't mind not looking at a screen. Like they don't care; they just want to hear it. But yeah, like millennials, we get a lot of shit, and so that's why it's very—you don't know what you can talk about, and you don't know what jokes will can people can handle because. Like, like some millennials like it, and then older people will get your humor, and then other times you'll might end up on Tumblr where they're like, it is terrifying. I hate living in a world where I can't just review things in peace without getting two-star ratings over one episode. I want you to think about that. Any, they, they, we're getting close to the end, ladies. So um, to conclude, I want to talk about... Um, getting started for people that are actually the like it is torture i work a part-time job and when i'm not working and i'm not studying not going to school this is what i do and i want you to know that this is also your part-time job if you ever decide to do this if you ever decide to do a podcast youtube channel music this is going to be your second job and you have to be prepared for a lot People are going to love you. People are going to hate you. And you're going to still try to find your audience. And I want you to know, everybody hates millennials. I don't know why, but everybody hates us. <laughs> so get ready for that. But commit yourself and just do it and keep looking for that common ground. As I always say in all episodes about art is find your common ground and be yourself. But prepare yourself. Be mentally prepared for a lot of criticism because you're going to say a lot of offensive shit. What is your advice to people who want to be entertainers and be personalities and do all of this um it's definitely easier with a friend i don't i probably wouldn't have started a youtube channel on my own even if it was something i was interested in um but it's definitely easier with somebody be prepared to not get jack shit in the beginning (laughs) so true unless unless like you accidentally show your nipples or like (laughs) you light your pants on fire you're not gonna be relevant in the beginning it takes a lot a lot of time and you're gonna have to like go in with the mindset of like 
we need to keep working at this to like even matter the smallest yeah oh yeah uh, also like I think most importantly like you if you're gonna be in the media and this goes for like any media like you have to like understand that you're either going to have to play it safe and like care a lot about what people think or you're gonna have to like not care at all yeah like there you can't be in the middle because that's when people like can't handle it because they take certain things too hard and then certain things not hard enough and then this is what like causes this like (laughs) weird yeah reaction yeah you either have to be like filthy frank or you have to be like joey graceffa so (laughs) <laughs> that's basically what she's trying to say to say in youtube form yeah. <laughs> you either like stuff mom never told you podcast or me um yeah, it's one or the other. you can't have it both ways so you have to decide you know who who you are or who you want to present to the world and which one you want to be yeah which for us we're, we're more like you know stage podcasts yeah we're we're like yeah you just fucking go do your thing because it's fun and try to do it nicely uh speaking mechanically nicely and um (laughs) and uh you just try to have a good time and who gives a shit it's just for fun and hopefully you get a sponsor out of this and who would if you had a dream sponsor for youtube who would it be oh my god oh goodness um uh that is a hard one. Maybe like Drama Fever or Oh my god, Drama Fever would be a good one. John, yes, Drama Fever. If you ever listen to this, Mnet, 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 Mnet. I know you partnered with with YouTubers before. We Carlos. Yeah, man. We're, we're, our worth ethics are like on point. You definitely want us. Our Korean ain't that bad. <laughs> okay, for like a podcast sponsor for me, it'd be like gray's box the boxes that send you food like i'd fucking love for them to sponsor me because i love food i'd eat and moan in front of a fucking camera (laughs) to get your sponsorship oh and netflix of course because um i've done like so many effing episodes about netflix it's ridiculous that no one has picked me up yet (laughs) it's ridiculous my whole freaking podcast is music movies pop culture all things life obviously that means netflix spotify Pop culture, so uh, cable, DirecTV, and All Things Life. Literally anybody can sponsor me with that quote. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, but it, like it says, I'm on my 26th episode of this podcast. So who knows? Who knows? 26 episodes or maybe 26 more episodes will actually get me the sponsors I really want. I'm not going to say I deserve them. I'm going to say I really want. Because I'm not an entitled millennial, all you older listeners out there. Who keep commenting that on other millennials' yeah. podcasts? Same here. I mean, if anybody wants to sponsor us, we're not going to say no unless we're not picky. Yeah, we're not going to be picky. I mean, anybody. Yeah, That's like cool. Trojan condoms. If you decide to sponsor Hello no- Hello Casanova, they don't give a shit. Do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, uh, we we'll make it work. Yeah, we'll make it work. <laughs> Is that like I want to know? Did the condom challenge start with? like someone being sponsored by trojan condoms i want to know uh let me know in the comments below or let hello no hello casanova know because like i'm really curious about how that started did it start with someone being sponsored by condoms a lot of shit starts by promos and sponsorships Uh, yeah yeah. so it probably did 
That would make sense. She, the media is fucking crazy. P, public, that's why I'm studying and majoring in public relations. There's a lot of weird shit that they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a conspiracy theory videos. Will you ever do a conspiracy theory video on K-pop? Oh my yes, god, yes. Write yes. that down. You could keep it. You could have it. Do it. <laughs> keep it. That's your idea. I don't do K-pop, but I'll, I'll maybe conspiracy theories episode. Maybe. Do you, yeah, are you into conspiracy you theories? Like, come on to our conspiracy theory, theory video about K-pop as like an you know an outside look on it. We're totally open. Yeah. Do you do? What are your thoughts on conspiracy theory videos? I, I they're like a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> I, I don't usually talk theories unless I. There have been times that well, not even just then. Like there have been times, especially on K-pop. Like on K-pop, it is so easy to like get on a whole tangent about. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> we have just sat there like, okay, but listen, <laughs> this is what's going on on Tumblr right now? <laughs> this is what we think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to do a conspiracy theories podcast, but I just haven't. Well, I should just bring you guys back on because you're YouTubers. YouTuber is like known for doing cons- like conspiracy theories started there. Nat Geo has yeah. doesn't have shit on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> History Channel does not have shit on YouTube and conspiracy theories. No, nope. true though. I mean, there's like conspiracy theories about everything, and I love them. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. give me a conspiracy theory, I'm down. Yeah. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do conspiracy theories, you guys. Uh, soon. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Let me know your favorite conspiracy theories below. Now, we need to wrap this up, ladies. We had too much fun. Um, so, spons, uh, hashtags, uh, whatever you have to reveal that you want more followers and listeners on, reveal that right now. Um, you can use hashtag HelloCasanova for anything you want to tag us in. Uh, we have, check out our Instagram, HelloCasanova, our YouTube, HelloCasanova, definitely. Um, Twitter, Tumblr is the same thing. Check out Rachel's stuff. I don't know. Do you want do you want to do Instagram followers on Instagram? You want to get personal? You want to get personal and shit? <laughs> Twitter and my Instagram, which is lovely hazy. And oh, we also have a Twitch. Oh yeah, we have a Twitch page. We, if you guys like video games and girls, <laughs> come watch us. It's Twitch TV slash Hello Casanova. <laughs> Um, check out my Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Snow, Snapchat, just plain on our Yeah, we use the same name for like everything, yeah. so it shouldn't be hard to find. Everything's linked together. That's a good PR move, ladies. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, as you know, I make new episodes every Wednesday, and... If you'd like, you can like me on the Sage Schrafer Facebook page and you get instant play there. So when you see my little logo that says Sage Advice Podcast, hit that picture and you could hear the episode right there. But if you don't like Facebook because you're not uh, a mother or uh, you just don't want to, you want to be ratchet without worrying about your auntie seeing you being naked, half naked on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram at that Sage Schaefer. And there's a link in my bio to the Sage Advice Podcast. And the site is sageadvicepodcast.liveson.com. And you could binge listen there if you get bored uh, uh, watching World Star videos. And uh, also, uh, add me on Snapchat at that Sage Schaefer, and you see pictures of my cat. And you'll see pictures of all the vegan food I eat and sound bites of upcoming episodes. So you, I think you might like that because I know you need more people to follow on Snapchat because you're sick of seeing that ratchet shit. 
on Snapchat. I've been seeing some ratchet shit. Like, if it's not, like, whatever they got for Christmas, it's, like, real ratchet shit. Like, they're- I'm like, whoa, <laughs> chill. Um, anyways, so that's the episode. Thank you so much. Subscribe to Hello Casanova. You'll love it. You'll learn so much. You'll get cultured. You'll have something to talk about with your friends. Get cultured and shit, you guys. And thanks so much, Hello Casanova, from taking time of trying to write, uh, some videos. And I can't wait to see, uh, more videos from you. And I'll turn on those alerts. And I can't wait to, uh, maybe listen to K-pop after this episode. Uh, we can help you out. So yeah, we got you, fam. All right. Thank you. Bye.